This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. That's not a runny nose. It's your brain. <laughs> Perfectly forgivable arson. Toughest English teacher ever. A poetic cub. And Rick's brush with Jim Palmer. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia with Rick and Dave. Hey, uh, that's us. I'm Rick. Hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Minutia Men. Uh, we're in the 90s now, I believe. Uh, we've done more than 90 episodes of mm-hmm. Minutia Men. We're, we're currently planning our special 100th episode uh, spectacular extravaganza so I, a very special minutiaman i have lined uh, up the rick and dave dancers yeah we're um, all set i've um, got yeah, shields fine. and yarnell i got shields and yarnell but the one that's not dead right i can't remember which one it is okay. uh nipsey russell yep. might be there yeah um, he's been dead since 2006 <laughs> Uh, yeah it'll be fun we but we are we are scouting locations and if anybody's in the chicagoland area who wants us to host or who wants to host us for the hundredth episode? If you got a bar or a, yeah, you know, really, it's got to be a pretty big bar to fit in the huge crowd <laughs> that would come out yeah. to to watch us uh, do this show with yeah. no speakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. You ever going to watch? watch a, uh, yeah. Watch a show where two guys are just sitting there talking to each other on microphones, and you have to be within <laughs> like eight feet to hear what they're right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear the clinking glasses of a bar. Although I think we should do it at a bar. I, I think so too. Just because I, you know, I, I drink a lot. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, I had a uh, celebration shot on Sunday at my mom's house. Uh, and it wasn't for Mother's Day. It was because uh, I actually have a son who has graduated from college. Congratulations goes out to you and Bridget and Tommy, who can, did all the work. Can work. you believe That's, it? How can you have a kid? How can you have a kid who's graduated college when we just went to college like six weeks ago? I know, right? I, I know exactly. I was actually thinking the the whole time. Uh, first of all, the uh, the master of ceremonies for the uh, event was David Burner. Oh, was it really? Yes, it was. Okay, our, our friend uh, who we've met uh, several times mm-hmm. over the years. He did a, He did a very good job. But I was thinking the whole time during the ceremony, I wish that we had gone to Columbia instead of U of I, because it was a special uh, for creatives. Like for instance, instead of pomp and circumstance, as the uh, graduates walked up. They played Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Oh, that is great. And, and um, with a live band, you know, and then they had like a gospel choir. They had these uh, uh, like, a, like an R&B ensemble. They, they did uh, U2. Um, uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And I mean, it was it was freaking great. Come Together, the Beatles. <laughs> I was like, wow. Did, did they do uh tax man by the Beatles because that's what the all these graduates are now going to have to uh, when they get their next check their first paycheck they're going to hear and see the tax man 
Did no, they do tax no, I, no, they did the coffee song because they're all going to be working at Starbucks. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, I can't always get, I can't always get what you want, you know, by the stones. Right. It's it's funny cuz it's not funny cuz he lives upstairs in my house forever. <laughs> right. uh, but he's a college graduate. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. You know, uh, uh good for you. I, I had a very proud moment yesterday I wanted to share with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing some work around the house, and and Bridget wanted to uh, go to to Menards and Home Depot. Now these are mm-hmm. two stores that I just don't go to because I don't know if people know this about me, but I'm not the handiest guy in the world. I uh, at, nor am I, and when I go to these stores, I am so out of my element. Oh, me too. That it's it's it, it's embarrassing. I'm, I'm embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for me. As I walk into a store, like you know this. what it is. Man. You know how they say that Dobermans can like smell fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that 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 guys that go to Home Depot a lot, they can smell non Home Depot guys. You know, oh, as yeah. you're walking around, and so for this, that uh, I actually did this. <laughs> I put on a flannel shirt and jeans, and like I've got these work boots that you know. <laughs> no, you like, don't. I do. What? They're like hiking boots. But they, they look kind of like work boots. And uh, so I went to Home Depot looking like that. Wait, wait, wait. So yeah. you so you got into character with a costume? Yes. Is that what you're telling I did. me, basically? I did. Because okay. I, right. I was already going to be emasculated by my wife making all the decisions. I didn't need to be double emasculated by my ineptitude. Okay? So um, I just wanted to say that. I walked into the Home Depot as as fake Rick, as manly Rick. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, yeah. How you doing? I, yeah. gr- I, I saw another guy dressed similarly. I'm like, hey. Because <laughs> that's how you do God, it. Did, did anybody ask you for your, your opinion on anything? Got no, it. no. Thank Please God. No. And, and Bridget was even making jokes like, hey, if anyone asks, that's conduit right there. Like, <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. I've got this. <laughs> But I also um, didn't shake anybody's hand, so they couldn't feel the baby softness. Yeah. Wow, Jergens? Yeah. yeah. How do you like it? <laughs> I'm soaking in it. Um, <laughs> but I did it. I, I went in and I, I, we, we shopped. We didn't buy anything, so I didn't have to go to the register. I didn't have to ask anybody to pull anything off a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked like I knew what I was doing. And I pulled it off, and for the first time ever, I didn't feel judged in a home. The depot. last, the last time, or I don't know if it was the last time. I, I do not go to these stores at all. Um, but I had to pick something up for Michelle, you know, like a screw of some sort, or I don't even know what it was. Uh, and um, she gave me a list, and I went to the, <laughs> I went to the person to ask. Okay, I need a five eighths Liberty Blob or whatever. And she goes, well, we don't have five eighths, blah blah blah, but I, we've got a, you know, a seven sixteenth, blah blah blah. Can you use that? What are you using it for? And and at that point, I'm like, I don't know. And I yeah. pulled out my phone. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I pulled out my phone and I oh and I called God. Michelle. I called Michelle and I said, talk to my wife. You know. And, oh uh, wow. Yeah. You might uh, as well just cut it right off. Right. Oh, I haven't seen it since then. Oh basically. my god. So. Um, but yeah, I I hate Home Depot, and I do. I get like just the willies because I know, like you say, everybody's looking at me. Yeah, you know, because they know that I don't belong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So well, <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank two you. Two big fi- 
two two big feats for you this weekend. College graduate son and yeah. a home a successful or let's just say a non-embarrassing Home Depot experience. I think that's there a was better a- way of describing it. Yeah. All right. Well, let, I think we have uh, we have yeah. to. I believe the show's called Minutia Man, so got to give him. Some- Let's go. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. All right, I'm about to ruin your life, and possibly, <laughs> and possibly the lives of many of our listeners. I appreciate okay? you waiting eight minutes into the show before you did that. Uh, so let me apologize in advance to you and all the listeners. My bad. Okay, um, this story comes out of Omaha, Nebraska. Kendra Jackson, age 24, a nice young lady, um, had, let's say she had a nose that would produce a steady stream of mucus. Like okay. you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say, certainly something a Rick and Dave can relate to, yeah. right? She had a runny nose, and she had a bad runny nose for years. Um, and again, so for those of you who don't haven't met us, we were the kids in, ele- <laughs> we were the kids in elementary school who had the little packs of Kleenex in our back, you know, the little ones with a little cellophane uh, in our backpacks and our lockers. In fact, my my nickname is Snorky because of my snottiness, basically. Because uh, at one point you, I believe you said that you had not breathed completely out of one nostril for, for your entire for, adult life. Yeah, for 40 years. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, I think the reason I wasn't punched in the face more from 1972 to 1980 was that the bullies just didn't want to catch a cold, you know, by punching me in the face. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Which for you kids out there that may be on the lower end of the spectrum, fake, fake an allergy because that might keep, keep the bullies away. Hey, yeah. If Uh, you're on the same part of the spectrum that Dave and I are on, you don't need to fake the allergies. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So Kendra suffered from this runny nose, like I said, for years and all the doctors she would go to, said, you know, it's allergies. Take a Claritin and stop whining, right? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's allergy season. You know, anybody who has a rain or anybody who has bad allergies, it's always allergy season for us, right? right exactly. I mean, it's either it's spring or fall or winter or, you know, Mother's Day allergies. I mean, we have allergies all the time. Um, but the, the tr- But what was really happening is she didn't have allergies. She had a brain leak. I'm not kidding. She was losing about a half a pint of cerebrospinal or cerebrospinal. I don't know how you got fluid a day, a half a pint. So the next time we go to an Irish pub, which oh Saturday we're going, oh Saturday we're going to an Irish, yeah, we're going to an Irish pub on Saturday, the Harp and Fiddle, for Beth Jacobellis's book signing. Order a pint of Guinness and imagine then half of that was brain fluid that was leaking out of your nose every day how is for she, years. How does she even function? Well, she didn't get sleep is what her big problem was, is that she she her, she her said that she couldn't remember things. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. You have a runny nose. You can't remember things. <laughs> this is the worst uh, possible news uh, for hypochondriacs. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, wait until the quiz I'm going to give you in about a few minutes. Okay. So, um... So that was what I mean. She was literally brain was leaking out of her, and evidently your brain must continually produce this fluid because it'd be like, oh gee, another half pint today. So um, now the story does have a happy end ending. She, Kendra's doing fine. Um, the doctors actually were able to plug up the hole between her skull and her nostrils with some fatty tissue. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so good news for you and me. Yeah. We've got fatty tissue. Oh, we got plenty of that. Um, so she's doing great. Um, in honor, um, in honor of Kendra, I created a common everyday symptoms that means you're going to die quiz. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, now these oh, hey, questions- we've got audio. We've got a minutia. Uh, okay. Quiz audio. Oh, sh- sh- okay. All right, we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. Okay. These questions are completely random. Okay. And in no way are they referencing any medical conditions that you may or may not have. Okay. Okay. Rick. Yeah. All quiz questions were created using the symptoms checker on WebMD. Um, and that and the systems checker is a page that I've bookmarked for years. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> so so I'm going to give you a symptom. Again, totally random. Any similarity to symptoms that you might experience on a regular daily basis, totally coincidental, okay? Okay. Um, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a symptom, and you t- and I'm going to give you four choices, which are going to be possible causes for the symptom, and you tell me which one of these is not a possible cause for the symptom. Okay. okay? Gotcha. All right. The first symptom. And again, we're not talking about you here. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Are the these all gout sim- questions? No. And the, right. si- the first sim- the first symptom is a constant level of fatigue that requires a daily early afternoon nap. Uh oh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. It's cancer. Uh huh. Congestive heart failure. Uh huh. Leprosy. Uh huh. <laughs> and overactive thyroid. Okay, leprosy is not one uh, of them. Uh, no, that is not true. Leprosy, you, that is uh, a constant level of fatigue that requires a daily early afternoon nap. It could be leprosy. Well, I it's mean, not don't you have to have like pieces falling off your body to have leprosy. I'm thinking that the afternoon nap is not the number one sign. Well, well, I, I didn't say that these were the number one. Don't symptoms. you tell me that I have leprosy, man. <laughs> well, you don't have an overactive thyroid because it's an underactive thyroid. That okay. causes fatigue. So, so you either have cancer, congestive, congestive heart failure, leprosy, or an underactive thyroid. Okay. Or, or uh, let me throw this one out there: not getting enough sleep, okay. which could well, be, you can go- which could be brought on by brain fluid leak. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you can go that route too. Okay. I, that's not the route that I usually choose. But uh, the symptom number two is the symptom is general puffiness and weight gain. Okay. Again, nothing to do with you. Wow. Uh, this, this really hurts. Okay. Uh, yes. All right. Let's hear it. Kidney fa- kidney failure, <laughs> liver failure, heart failure, or a brain aneurysm. Which one is not? Brain aneurysm. That's correct. It is brain aneurysm. So uh, I could good. just have kidney failure, liver failure, liver failure or heart failure. Or, 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 okay, great. Yeah, okay. 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 Three. The symptom is daily gagging occurring precisely between the hours of 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Okay. This is not a real thing. (laughs) Possible causes are congestive heart failure, Uh esophageal cancer, Uh brain tumor, Mm -hmm. or or carbon monoxide poisoning. All right. It's, oh boy, brain tumor. That's true. That's true. Is it, are you gagging between nine and ten? Am I getting the hours right? Is it not every between? day? <laughs> How many days a week do you think you're gagging between nine and ten? I'd say three, four days a week. Okay, but All it's right. mostly uh, a coffee-related thing. But 
Okay. Are you are you sure it's not no. esophageal cancer? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Again, WebMD symptom checker. Go on it. It's fine. And yeah, this is no, the I'm final. I'm never question. going on it. I'll tell you that right now. All right. This is the final one. Uh, this uh, the symptom. Ridiculous, over the top, almost comical swelling of your ankles. That's <laughs> no. that sometimes just happens for no apparent reason. The swelling is so extreme that patients would show their friends while in college who couldn't stop making fun of them. Again, <laughs> random, nothing to do with you. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, elephantitis, uh-huh. congestive heart failure. Oh, here we go. Uh-huh. Sleep apnea uh-huh. or ambition. One of these is not. Uh, cause for the symptom ambition there you go congratulations (laughs) so there you go but again i don't want you to worry because i'm sure you're fine everything is fine i'm sure wow i think i need to lie down right now (laughs) um okay so there you go thank you so much for that i can i can play that game someday and i will did you ever did you ever watch like marcus welby or medical center or gray's anatomy that you have the whatever it is the no no as a matter of fact i watched one episode of er once and uh in in the episode the wife uh pregnant a pregnant wife yeah uh the baby survives and the wife dies yeah oh yeah yeah. and this was right when bridget was pregnant with tommy and i never watched another episode yeah i've never seen one episode of gray's anatomy i've never watched one i I never watched medical center with chad everett i never watched (laughs) um (laughs) i never watched marcus welby yeah i know i know because you have the you have the disease by the by the third commercial break you've got the disease Yep. And that's that's just not cool. All right, what do you got? All right, I got a, a story for you. Uh, this one takes place in Snowmass in Utah. You ready? Mm-hmm. A 25-year-old man pleaded guilty to felony arson Monday and was sentenced to two years probation in connection with a prank that went awry this winter in Snowmass. Stephen Elmore pleaded guilty to fourth-degree arson in exchange for a plea deal that calls for the felony conviction to be wiped out. Now, here's what happened. Okay, now, I'm going to call this justifiable arson. Which is a common defense, I believe. Okay, go on. Here's what, here's what happened. All right, this guy was sleeping. He had passed out drunk in his yeah. apartment he had two roommates a guy and a and a gal and they drew on his face penises they drew with a sharpie they drew penises on his face all right now you know he, and you know who's yeah. I, and you know whose idea it was it was the guy's roommate's idea to do it it, it actually was uh, yeah, uh so but actually it was the girl who did it not the guy. Well, she was more artistic. Well, she yeah. was more artistic, and she, yeah, she probably was more obsessed with that sort of thing. Um, but anyway, um, when he woke up <laughs> and saw that he had penises drawn all over his face with a sharpie, yeah, right. He went kind of ballistic, and he went to their garage and he set it on fire. Now I'm going to say that maybe that was a little overreactive, and that's what the judge said. Uh, the judge said. The drawing on Mr. Elmore's face were reprehensible and not to be condoned, but the retaliation was significantly out of proportion. Right. And plus, the shaft of the penis was completely out of proportion to the testicles. 
uh, yeah. He told the judge, uh, hey, uh, he promises to quit drinking alcohol, <laughs> which might have contributed to the event. Now, I don't know if you remember this, um, but I had a similar event when I was in college. My my roommates at the time, they were Stu uh, and Bill and, and yeah. Scub. These are my roommates. Every every college guy's got a scub, right? Every 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 college guy's got a friend whose name is Scub. All right, go on. So uh, they thought it would be funny if if uh, they so somebody broke an egg and there was an egg on the floor. They thought it'd be funny to pick me up and stick my head into the raw egg that was on the floor. Right? Were you sleep? Were you sleeping? Uh, no, I was awake, but yeah, I don't know. This is just, you know, like guys being idiots, right? And I became so enraged by this. <laughs> once, uh, once I broke free from them, I, I ran into this, uh, chased them into a room, and I started kicking the door, and they closed the door, and I kicked a hole in the door. <laughs> and I, I've never, I'm not one of these, I'm not, an angry man. You know, I don't get angry very often, almost never. And I was going ballistic. And it was uh, right at this time that you showed up yeah, at my I did, apartment. I so, like, the two of us were going to go write something or work on something. And we had just met each other a few months earlier. <laughs> and <laughs> you were walking into this like, whoa, what is going on here? But I'm telling you, if we had a garage, I would have set it on fire. Um I only I've I've seen you mad, and I do remember that now that you're bringing. And I've also saw you once mad. We were in line to go to a bar, and there was a dress code. Your shirt did not have a collar, and they weren't going to let you in. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. And you just what? My money's not good enough. Look at me. Look at all oh, collar shirt guy has better money than I do. <laughs> And that happened several times. I used, to, I used to have an issue with that. I've, I've overcome that. So your hot buttons are dress codes and yeah. broken, or you know, poultry, broken uh, embryo of poultry in your head. Is now, that I think I think just random acts of bullying, uh, which I believe sticking my head in the uh, in the in the egg was a random yeah. act of bullying. I, I think that pretty much sums it up. I, I will never, never uh, agree to that. Uh, but anyway, so uh, and I'm on the side of the guy who, who burned down the garage, even though that might have been a step too far. You shouldn't draw penises on people's faces. Uh, I agree. That's the golden rule, right? Absolutely. Um, we have a winner in our retweet and follow contest. Oh, right? fantastic. Martha W. I don't know. Could be Martha Washington. I don't know how many okay, Martha W's yeah. out there from Modesta, California. You know what she did? Uh, what? Well, Martha, what, what Martha did in between planting cherry trees is that she retweeted and she followed us on Twitter. And she picked herself up an Amish Chicago coffee mug. And I think we only have three left, by the way. Um, a crying cub t-shirt, which I think we only have about 30 left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Father Knows Nothing, Rick Kempfer's heartwarming book that chronicles the life with his lovely wife and his three sons. One who just graduated. One who just um, graduated from college. One of the kids, yeah. and a and a tiny cardboard book called Space, 
which my daughter received in her kids' meal at Wendy's over the <laughs> okay. weekend. Wow, you really threw uh, in some bonus prizes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Martha, look for that. I'll get that in the mail. But sh- shipping and handling takes about three and a half weeks or so. You should be getting it uh, by about the All Star break. Um, and it's easy to win. All you got to do is retweet and follow us on Twitter. And uh, randomly, I pick a name every week for a winner. Uh, and please subscribe to our show if you haven't already. It's uh, We're on iTunes and Stitcher, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can also go to the Radio Misfits Podcast.com, Radio Misfits. You can download the episodes for our show as well, amongst many other great shows that are on the network, including Free Kicks. That's right. Your your soccer, yeah, your soccer, which which everybody's talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, comment, rate, and subscribe, and look up Minutia Men and Free Kicks. And Um, and we have more Minutia, don't we, Dave? Oh, we do. Um, This story comes from across the pond, England, where we have a surprisingly large following. Did I just hear a gag, by the way, Rick? Was that a gag? <laughs> it, it actually was, yes. <laughs> okay, everybody, pause pause the podcast, yeah. rewind just a little bit to listen to the gag. Yeah. Um, this story comes from England, where we do have a surprisingly large following of, of, of listeners. Brits love us for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why, um, but it's true. And even though we're talking about England, feel free to flop out your Irish accent anytime. I mean, it's a morning to you. Well known, well known author Ian McEwen. Do you know who Ian McEwen is? I do. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't. Uh, well, evidently, he's a big deal. He's he wrote Atonement, Amsterdam, on Chesil Beach, which there's a movie coming out like day after tomorrow. Yep. With one of his novels. So he's you see, so he's you know he's hot stuff. Anyways, his son was re- was required to read one of his books for his literary class <laughs> and during love. Okay, um, imagine that. Imagine that you have to read one of your dad's books yeah. for school. You know, um, and, and also imagine you know your kids, your friends. Hey, you want to go out and play football? Because you know they they call soccer football uh, yes, in England. Right. Hey, Harry, you want to go play football? No, I got 150 pages of my dad's fucking book I got to read tonight, right? <laughs> you know, my kids had to read my book. With Kid Father Knows Nothing? Yeah. Or the radio? Yeah, version? Father Knows Nothing. Uh, for a class? Yeah. Yeah, both, really? Tom, both Johnny and Sean chose it as an independent reading project. Oh, well, that's fair. Can we get them, the school, to do it so we can sell, like, these six boxes of books I have in my basement right now to the school? Can we do that? Yeah, we're going to need those books. Four. You know, when it when it gets popular again. <laughs> you know what? We could do that route, or yeah. you could try to sell them to the school. Um, All right. So this kid asks his dad for help. He has to write an essay on this on this book, Enduring Love. So he asks his dad, he's like, hey, dad, I got to write a book. You know, <laughs> can you help me out here? Can you throw a little? And I actually help. I actually asked my mom in high school to help me with my German homework. And so she did. And I got a B Yeah, because she, you know, she used a different form of German or whatever. I don't know. Right. So this dude asks <laughs> the, the author for help on his essay. Guess what he got on the essay. Uh, I'm going to say it wasn't an A. It was not a C plus. <laughs> oh my God. So, so 
he asks the author, his dad, for help on <laughs> their, about his know, own on book. The, on his book, and he gets a C plus. Now, I don't like to be judgy. Yeah. You know me. I'm not a yeah. judgy guy. But I imagine this teacher is either a a frustrated failed writer, <laughs> you know, who has hundreds of of rejection letters from publishers, yeah. or he's just or he's just a pretentious asshole. You yeah. know, or, or, or an arsehole, as they call it. Yeah. In you know, London. you know, authors, uh, when they talk to sometimes when they talk to people who read things into their books that aren't there, mm-hmm. when, when you tell them that uh, that's not correct, they get very upset with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and in the defense of the reader, isn't whatever your reader can conjure up with your book is really their own. You know, it's, it does. It does. That's okay, right? You're yeah, a writer. Absolutely. You don't. You know, did I ever tell you the the story of uh, Johnny's uh, English class in high school? So my middle son Johnny is he's twenty now. He's not in high school anymore. But uh, when he, I think he was a junior, he had this English class, and it was you know the opening day of high school. The parents come in and they go from class to class, you know, and, and see all the different classes that their kids are in. And Johnny was always really bad at telling me what his classes were about. You know, he would just go in and schedule the classes, and I'd say, well, when are, you, when are we scheduling classes? Oh, I've already done it. Oh, what did you pick? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, this English class, he said, well, it's some English class. I don't know what it's about. So I went into this class, and the class was about media, all right, <laughs> and and the study of you know, the impact that, uh, you know, stuff like consolidation has had on media right now. I've written two books on this subject. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. So afterwards, I went up to talk to the teacher and I, and I said, uh, this is funny. I didn't know uh, what this class was about but you know i I know a lot about this i've written a couple of books and and the teacher you may have heard of me you may have heard of me rick kemfer teacher knew who i was yeah and she said will you come in and speak to the class and and i went back home and i said to johnny well you know the teacher wants me to go in and speak to the class he goes oh my god please no no. please whatever you do no 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 absolutely not So I didn't. I didn't go in because I didn't want to embarrass him. Uh, so guess what? Guess what grade Johnny got in this class? Is that, now, keep in mind, like uh, like McEwen, I, I'm in the house, right? Yeah, right? I am literally 10 feet away from him at any given time. You can use my help. This is my subject matter. I literally have written two books about it. I know virtually everything. I wrote the book on this, right? I literally have written the book on this. Uh, I say he got a D. He got a D. Yeah. 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 I I was just, I'm I'm still humiliated by that. (sighs) Could have gone. Well, and what would have been worse that you, you go in there and start speaking, and then the teacher goes, yeah, that's really not true, Mr. Comfort. <laughs> that's true. That would have been worse. <laughs> yeah. So I think you may have, you may have skated there. All Something right. Like it's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. So I like to occasionally feature some Cubs from a long time ago so that we can all uh, – Learn a little bit, a little, a little minutia, if you will. Mm-hmm. And this week is the uh, birthday of Steve Yerkes. Remember Steve from the 1916 Cubs? I do not. Well, that was the first year that the Cubs played at uh, 
at Wrigley Field. Yerkes was okay. a World Series hero, uh, but not with the Cubs. Uh, immortalized in a poem by writer Grantland Rice. I, I looked all over for this poem last night. I couldn't find it anywhere. So they say immortalized, but let's just say he wasn't really immortalized. Um, when he came to the Cubs, he was not really that great anymore. Um, the Cubs thought he would be good, though, because he was 28 years old. They put him in at second base. Joe Tinker was his manager. Uh, he hit about 220, and he was out of baseball by the end of the year. Now, the rest of his life was kind of a sad story. His, his son died in childhood. His mm -hmm. brother, another former big leaguer, killed himself. Uh, and Yerke uh, stayed in baseball in the minor leagues, coaching and managing for years and years, and never got back to the big leagues. Finished his career as the freshman coach at Yale. University. Well, that's you know, yeah. It, that's thanks for bringing down the room. Yeah, guess who his his uh, one of his students or one of his players was at Yale University. <sighs> Yale. Uh, well, so you more you played in sixteen. When played, did he play? He played in sixteen, but by the time he went to Yale, it was in the nineteen thirties and forties. Student at Yale. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, One of his players, I, his first baseman. Luke Powell. George Bush. Uh oh. Future oh, president, go. George Bush. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. So there's some minutiae, ladies and gentlemen. And it's time for our final feature of the day. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave. What do you got? Oh, wait. I, ex I have to explain this segment. <clears throat> this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to explain where and how I met that person. Uh, well, speaking of baseball, this works fine. Jim Palmer. Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Orioles, right? Yeah, yes, Orioles. that's right. One of the greatest pitchers of all time. Um, he was in Chicago in the early 90s when I had just started working for John Records Landegger. And we did this bit for about a year or so where I would go and interview celebrities in German. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's celebrities that we really didn't have anything we needed to talk to them about. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I so didn't want to waste German. it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I got you. I'd go out there, I'd interview them, and I'd say something like, uh, uh, you know, Guten Tag, Herr Palmer. Uh, <laughs> Basically, that was uh, a very bad grammatically uh, <laughs> stage question, which was, well, you know, what's the deal with you and your underwear? Why do we have to see that? You know. Oh, because he did the underwear. He was an underwear. Right, model. Right. Right. I got <clears throat> Now he he played along beautifully. Like he looked at me, got a little twinkle in his eye, and and just said, "You know, back in '68, when uh, <laughs> and he, just, he just went with the bit. It just oh, went that's with great. It. 
Oh, that's great. It, it really was. It was really a of all my German interviews, that one and the Ivana Trump one were the two best ones. Um, but anyway, that is my story about Jim Palmer, um, and I got a little uh, drop from him. You know, hey, you're listening to John Records Landecker. This is Jim Palmer, Hall of Famer. Um, did Ivana Trump speak German? Yeah. Didn't I tell the story once? Oh, I don't know. No, we do it again. I, I did do the German interview with her, but she understood me. Oof. And she actually answered the questions in English. Oh. So, I mean, that worked out fine. The people that were listening didn't know, you know, that that was the bit, but it worked. Was she still married to Trump at the time? Uh, no. she. Had, in fact, she had a book out ripping it. Uh, yeah. Right. Which I think Which is, you can't find anymore. <laughs> it's not out there yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I was the publisher of this book, I would continually just publish so Trump just buys them all. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, hey, oh, we look, sold another, another 300,000 copies today. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Send only the direct mail to, to to Donald Trump. Oh, by the way, this book's being published again. <laughs> to find out more about Rick and Dave, check out EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opi Productions. We have been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you want to meet Rick and Dave, we will be at the Harp and Fiddle on Saturday. Drinking pints of brain fluid. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, for uh, Beth Jacobellis' book, Cameo. Four, four to seven, right? Is that one? Yes. Word? On Friday, okay. if you want to meet Randy Richardson, our author, uh, who, who is the uh, person who put together the Cubs Sessions book. He will be at the Billy Goat uh, from 4 to 7. I will be all day on, on Friday at the uh, Beat Tom and Bill uh, charity golf outing in Bensonville. So you've got some chances to meet us this weekend. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 